The mission of the Jackson in Action 83 Foundation is to provide support to military families. They focus on the educational, emotional, and physical health of kids. Uh, military families, very important to Vincent, as we've spoken to him before about his, uh, I believe he's written two books, children's books, based on life in the military. He's a guy who gives back. He has been in the NFL for quite a few years. He is a veteran presence in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room. But more importantly, he's a charitable presence in the Tampa Bay community. The Jackson in Action Santa Social is going to be next Saturday, December 10th, from noon to 2 at the Glazier Children's Museum. It's going to be a wonderful event, and you can go to jacksoninaction83.org if you want more information. And here to talk to us about it, I hope, is Mr. Vincent Jackson. Vincent, sorry about the technical screw-ups, my man. How you doing? No worries, guys. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. Man, thanks for being here. Really appreciate the time. And uh, so far, crazy Buccaneers season. So many people so quick to react to, uh, to, a, <laughs> to, a, to a somewhat uh, stumbling start. When stuff like that happens, Vince, you've been in the NFL for a long time. Do you kind of have the mindset of just relax, people? It's a 16-week season. Things are going to work themselves out. Or is there a little bit of a tendency to kind of listen to some of the noise from the media and the overreactionary fans? No, no, you hit it on the head the first uh, first response, man. You really, I mean, it's a long season. It's a grueling season, man. You see teams can, can go on a three-, four-game skid, and, you know, we can shift from being in third place to first place in a matter of weeks. So you really, as a team, you kind of got to kind of shut off that outside noise. You stay diligent to your to your plan and your confidence and, and your abilities and just keep striving to get better every week because, you know, one win at a time is pretty much all you can do each and every week. And it's only 16, you know, every other sport has, what, 80, right. you know, 100 and some, you know, odd games. We only have, you know, our 16. So they're so valuable. And each one that you win and you put away in the bank is going to, you know, pay dividends down the road. You're a veteran guy, Vincent, and when you see younger kids coming in the league, I'll use a Mike Evans for an example, these guys are wrapped up in social media, whereas you in the past might not have been. Do they kind of let that stuff get to them a little bit, and do they rely on a veteran guy like you to come along and say, look, dude, we're in the season, man. Quiet that stuff down. We try to, you know what I mean? We have actually, you know, team, you know, uh, I guess you'd say kind of a – meetings where, uh, you know, we have outsiders, specialists that deal with social media and, you know, talking with uh, the regular media and talk about, man, you got to control those things and how you really can't respond and get into altercations with the, the general public because, you know, you're, you are held to a different standard. And there's going to be those people out there that try to egg you on and poke you um, to get you to react. And then it becomes something that's on ESPN or something like that. So, yeah, I always encourage guys, hey, think before you text or think before you press send or, you know, tweet, whatever it is, man, because once it's out there, it's out there, and um, it's really hard to have to go back and apologize for something you reacted emotionally. We're speaking with Vincent Jackson, Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver, about his event going on next Saturday from noon to 2 at the Glazer Children's Museum. Vincent, do you is that one of the most frustrating things for you in the last couple of years is that we've gone – sports journalism has turned from beat writers who would write about the team, in-depth analysis, and really some of the heartwarming stories into ravenous vultures just looking for that <laughs> quote, looking for anything to get web clicks, and they, they don't even care about team loyalty or making you guys look good. They want to get that quote out there that's going to get web clicks. They absolutely want it. I wouldn't say that you got to put that tag on everybody. It's, I, I really don't believe in generalizations and stereotypes, but there's a majority of them out there nowadays that, you know, just for their job security, that's what that's what keeps them paid and that's what keeps them employed. So they need to go out there and, you know, ask the right questions to get the wrong answer. And they try <laughs> to get guys, especially young players, yeah. um, 
you know, they get young players sometimes to fall into that trap. So I always tell guys, hey, you know, you get a question that you're kind of unsure about, sometimes you just take a minute, pause, hesitate, or say, can you repeat the question, you know, buy yourself some time, or you say, you know what, uh, I'm really not sure about that. Maybe we should ask coach, you know what I mean? And you try to defer to somebody else and just avoid it because, um, again, you know, they put that mic in front of you in the camera and they really start kind of pushing at you a little bit. You know, you, you start reacting and talking a little fast, and next thing you know, something came out that you shouldn't have said. No doubt about it. We're speaking with Vincent Jackson, the website jacksoninaction83.org, the event next Saturday from noon to 2 at the Glacier Children's Museum. Vincent, since you're injured this, this year, what are Sundays like for you? What are, what's your new routine now since you're not able to be out there on the field with your team? Oh, I do my same routine. I put on my pads and I, I wear my shoulder pads and my helmet. And I just run around, you know what I mean, in, in my backyard. And then, uh, you know, I, I, ch- I chase my dog around for a few hours, you know what I mean? And I keep checking the score. And then after that, I come in, take a little halftime break, have some uh, some chips and uh, get back out there. So, no, no. Um, you know, it's been different. It's an adjustment, man. But it, it happens in this league. You know, that's uh, that's part of the game. And you see guys going down each and every week across the league. So, you know, that's part of, the, that's part of uh, you know, teams having to have depth and, you know, the management and coaching staff have to be able to adapt and adjust and get other guys in there that can perform and help the team win. So um, it's definitely always frustrating as a player when you can't be out there to contribute, but there's other things that we can do, man. I mean, just being a supportive, you know, teammate and letting the guys know that, you know, you wish them the best. And uh, obviously for me, you know, just continue to work on my health and I'm actually feeling really, really good. good. Um, I was fortunate to not have to go through any type of surgeries or major rehab, so... Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I get to be kind of a cheerleader now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm rooting for these guys, man. I'm really excited the way they've been playing the last few weeks. Awesome. Soul Brother, Kevin, a question for Vincent Jackson. Yes, I have a wide receiver question. Um, yes, sir. Should I start Emmanuel Sanders or Kelvin Benjamin? <laughs> uh, I'm going with Emmanuel. Okay, thanks. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Vincent, you've uh, you've seen a couple of different coaching changes since you've been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We had uh, Shiano, Lovey Smith, and now Dirk Cutter, new guy, never been a head coach in the NFL. How tough is it on a coach to kind of stumble out of the gate a little bit and to watch the entire city uh, say horrible things about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then you win on the road in Arrowhead, you beat the Seattle Seahawks at home, and all of a sudden you're knocking the playoffs door. Um, is, do you talk to a guy like that? Because you've been in the NFL for a long time. or Does, mm-hmm. does he have a pretty good grip on, uh, on the mood of the locker room and not losing his players? Oh, Dirk, Dirk's, uh, Dirk's prepared. Dirk has the experience, you know what I mean? He's been around this game long enough, and, you know, he's, he has the right pedigree to, uh, to endure such an environment. I think that's why he was given the job, um, not only because of his skill set and what he can bring to the team um, with his football acumen, but his, his calmness, his control of a team, his even-keeled nature where, you know, things may go bad. We've had some trouble here, and, you know, we've dealt with that skepticism with fans and media throughout Tampa for the last few years, but you know, he, he knew about it. He knew what he was stepping into, and uh, he kept his message consistent. He's like, right. ain't nobody out there going to believe that we can win. Ain't nobody out there expecting us to win. We don't need that. All we need to do is deal with the men in this room, um, the men in this organization, and go out there each and every week and do our job. And if we don't beat ourselves, we can beat anybody in the league. And he's kept that message consistent, whether we lose by, you know, 20 or we win by one. You know what I mean? It's on to the next week. Let's prepare like we're supposed to and, uh, you know, keep putting one together at a time. So, um, the, everybody's bought in. Everybody loves Dirk, um, and the staff and the assistant staff that he's brought in has been impeccable. I mean, they they really are uh, are, are good for the for the players that we have on this team, and they really fit our system. So um, I have no. I mean, it's not a surprise for anybody here inside that building, honestly. But 
I think for everybody outside, you know, wondering like, oh man, are they, is this something just a fluke or something like that? Like, I don't believe it is. Gotcha. I believe Derek has done a great job preparing everybody. All right. Now I'm not looking to cause controversy, but this is a very polarizing issue that I'm about to ask you, Vincent. Uh, you designed a Tampa Bay Lightning hat and our good buddy, Seth Kushner, Saw you outside a lightning game. <laughs> Damn right. And you, you autographed the bill of that hat in a very, yes, I want to say, a very uh, shackadocious manner. It's a giant signature that says Vincent Jackson. Don't if, don't listen to these guys, Vincent. A football player on a Tampa Bay lightning hat. Should Seth Kushner, be, <laughs> should he be wearing this hat around town or should he be shadow boxing at home as a collector's item? Oh, my goodness. He can wear that thing each and every day if he wanted to. He can sleep in it. That thing is, like, probably not worth much. But I tell you what, it's a cool, it's a pretty pretty cool hat, man. And it's obviously, you know, I'm a big Tampa Bay fan, you know, all sports. And uh, Lightning have obviously done a lot for this community and have been a staple in the uh, the NHL for the last few years. So, um, yeah, I'm going to continue to go to games and wear my hat with Seth. And, you know, we're going to have a good time, and you guys can deal with it. <laughs> Vincent, I'm telling you, ever since I got the hat from you, I think last year when the Bolts were in the playoffs, these guys make fun of me every single time I wear it. They say that I shouldn't wear the hat because it has your signature. Then they say it's weird that a Tampa Bay Buccaneer signed a lightning hat, but I told them you are behind this sick lid. That's why you autographed Absolutely. it for me. Absolutely. Come on, guys. I'm not signing it because I think I'm some sort of like dual athlete lightning player here. No, I have some, you know, some relationship here with the creation of these unique, awesome lids. <laughs> that is awesome alright Seth we will stop busting your balls no you won't and we will definitely not stop busting your balls about the hat but listen Vince man we appreciate the time very much let's hit the event once again it is going to be next Saturday from noon to 2 at the Glacier Children's Museum you can get tickets for a family four pack for just 50 bucks get your picture taken with VJ and Santa Claus there's a craft corner holiday snacks and so much more and the proceeds benefit the Jackson in Action 83 Foundation and their mission to provide support to military families Vincent because you you do so much in the community, and it's so important to you, and that's why you're up for Walter Payton Man of the Year last year. I want to know, are there any current players on the Buccaneers that you're proud of because they're starting to try to entrench themselves in Tampa Bay? Oh, absolutely, man. I, I mean, I wish I could name them all, but I mean, I mean, right off the top, you're talking about a Clinton McDonald. You're talking about a Kevin Pamphile. Um, we have we have a, a plethora of guys that have really been, you know, stepping out and spending their free time, you know, a lot of hours with our with our youth. Um, with our disabled veterans, um, whatever their cause may be. And I'm very proud of that, man. I, I have always promoted philanthropy and using the platform that we have as professional athletes to make our community better. You know what I mean? Not go out there and try to put our name out there, per se. It's about using your time um, and your energy just to show people that you care and that you can bring attention to causes that are very, very important. That's fantastic. Vincent Jackson, one final question from Seth Kushner. All right, Vincent, because you've already read a book to me while I've been in a race car bed, when I come out to the Santa yep. Social next week, is it okay if I sit on your lap and act like you're Santa Claus so we can take a picture together? Only if you wear the hat. I'm wearing the hat! <laughs> Damn right I will, Vincent. Uh, All right, I will see you there. Thank you, guys. And just a reminder for the event, This I know we're a military foundation. A lot of people get confused thinking we're just doing this for military families. This is open to the public. Again, um, you know, kids enough. There's craft centers, treat bags. We got a kid DJ. My man Jake De La Cruz is gonna be out there spinning on the ones and twos. Um, the What the Bug group is out there doing arts and crafts. Man, it's it's a really really fun event, and everybody's having a good time. And obviously, the Glazer Children's Museum. You know, so so much you know love for the Glazer family for how much generosity they've shown um, our foundation and me myself um, in our community. 
So uh, it's an awesome place to be, man, especially if you got young kids. Yeah, you're a great role model for the kids, Vincent. We always appreciate the time, and I love what you're doing for the community. We will see you out there a week from this Saturday. You going? I'm bringing my 13-year-old son because Vincent Jackson is the type of professional athlete and human being that I want my son to emulate. So I will see you there, Vincent, and I appreciate the time very much, sir. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you, sir. Tiffany, are you there? I am. Hello. Hi, I'm Drew. Seth is here as well. It's a pleasure to uh, be speaking with you today. Of course. Thanks for having me, you guys. Oh, certainly. And what we're going to do, if it's okay with you, we'll we'll get the white-collar stuff out of the way because both of us have tons of questions about your okay. past and whatnot. So I do want to make sure that we mention— talking about my past. I have no past. <laughs> oh, you've got a glorious past, my dear. <laughs> uh, so white-collar, Tuesdays at 9 on USA, you play Elizabeth Burke. Give us a little synopsis of the show and what it's all about and why we should tune in. Yeah, it's, um, it's an unlikely partnership between an FBI agent and a con artist and how they come together to solve crimes. That's the gist of the show, and I actually play the wife of the FBI agent. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. All right, I'm compelled to tune in already. Great, right. let's, let's get to the Kelly Kapowski stuff. No, oh, I'm just kidding. No. All right, now, obviously, I'm sure you hear too much about, you know, Saved by the Bell and 90210, but... I'm a huge 90210 guy, and I, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Luke Perry and, and Jason Priestley and all those guys. I've never gotten to speak with you before, and I just have to say, I was so concerned when Brenda left the show that there was just going to be this huge drop-off. Were you really concerned? I, I sat up late many a night, uh, Seth, wondering how the producers, how Aaron Spelling was going to compensate for that. Okay, i got to hear this. How did I do? Oh, Tiffany, I, from, from the word go, you had me on that opening episode because I thought this girl's way too nice to be true. There's got to be something more here than meets the eye. I'm not sure. And then you got me when you rolled that joint while you're talking to your friend Ginger. With one hand. With one, hand. With oh, one freaking hand. That's like, true talent. Like Be Real from Cypress Hill does. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, my God, they did it. They had me hooked. Your character, Valerie, in my opinion, saved the freaking show. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, that's such a nice thing to say. It's so true. I mean, it, you really did. Like, your character was so vital. You brought a new element in there, the way you played Steve Sanders. The way you <laughs> Tiffany, is it weird for a guy to break down your first ever episode on 90210 <laughs> like that? <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding? It's great. It's great. I Look, hey, I, I had a great time on that show. I still... I'm very close to a few of the people on the show. Um, I, I, it was it was a great time, and I had a blast. I was nervous as well, believe me. I was nervous coming in to a show that was hugely established already. I already had a lot of press with you know Shannon Doherty leaving and all that kind of stuff. So I was nervous as well, absolutely. So I'm glad I. I at least, you know, in your eyes and hopefully some other people's eyes, I did a good job. Oh, you did beyond a good job because your character went through this whole villainous thing. And then when you're shacking up with David Silver, the notorious Brian Austin Green, as I like to call him, you know, and then you start wearing these little sexy outfits and stuff. You you made the show for I, I even forgot who Shannon Doherty was for a brief period of time until they brought her back. Now, was there overlap? I, it's kind of a hazy memory. I used to uh, smoke a little weed. Uh, did, was there, what do you mean used to? Okay, I still do. I'm high right now. Uh, but was there any overlap between you and Brenda? Were you ever on the show at the same time? No, I was never on the show at the same time. Nope. Okay, so you never got the privilege of working with the very low-maintenance uh, Shannon Doherty then? No, I never got the privilege of working with her. <laughs> awesome. Now, I'm going to bust Seth out on something since he busted me. He used well, to, I didn't bust you. You just brought that up yourself, Drew. <laughs> he used to carry around in his wallet a picture of Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, 
one. Now, that's endearing. That's very cute. Okay, good. I was hoping you would say that was sweet or cute and not weird. Thank you very much, Tiffany. No, it's very endearing. I love it. It's very sweet. Thank well, you. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't like I was, you know, 19 or 20. I was, yeah. you know, 11, 12, 13, like that, something like that. I put yeah, a pic. I was going to say, if you're still doing it now, I find it creepy. Yeah. But if you did it when you were younger, I'm totally cool with I'll, that. I'll throw it away right now. But, yeah, I had a Saved by the Bell book. <laughs> And I ripped out a picture of you, and I was on a I was on a field trip or something with camp, and everybody found out that I had a picture of you in my wall. And the next thing you know, I'm passing this whole picture of you around on the the field trip bus. So everybody loved it. Oh god, that's hilarious. That's good stuff. Now you share a, a distinction, and I don't know how many other people can say this in Hollywood, but to have two shows like that, you know, to be yeah. even beyond Saved by the Bell, the odds are against you to to have that kind of character that that grows into a, a phenomenon and then to do it again with 90210 I rack my brain trying to think of who did something like that I really can't think of anything so props to you homegirl how'd you do it oh thanks honey well you know the opportunity came to me I was very fortunate that it came to me I think I think you know it was a big thing for them to lose a huge character like Shannon Doherty on the show so I think strategically Aaron Spelling was really thinking of who could possibly fill the shoes um, and bring somebody who was already somewhat established um, and I think that was a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was, you know, on a hit show beforehand and people knew who I was. So awesome. Well, so we're talking to Tiffany Thiessen about her new show, White Collar, Tuesdays at nine on USA. Tiffany, whose idea was it on Say by the Bell to have you break up with Zach and start hooking up with that college guy, Jeff? That really ripped my soul out. I know. It was not my idea. Are you kidding? But, you know, they got to have a little drama on the show. It's kind of like, you know, it's just the way it has to be, right? But we got back together and we got married. What are you talking about? It ended good. Yeah, I, I, I got to confess, those Saved by the Bell, past the college years, I, uh, I kind of tune out. Are you still, what's Screech doing? Like, I remember there was all this publicity about him a couple years ago with his You're house. and what he's doing? I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Screech? The world wants to know. Now, you said you are still close with a couple of the 90210 cats. Who are you still friends with socially? I'm still very, I'm still very, very close to Jason Priestley. Our, our kids all hang out together. His wife's adorable. We, we live not far from each other, and, and we're very, very close. Oh, my God. I, if I lived in California and, like, I was at an amusement park and I looked up and I saw Valerie and Brandon and their wives and family, I would freak yeah. the hell out. Oh, that's funny. You might actually see that. We hang out quite often, I have to say. <laughs> that is so freaking great. Do you have the 90210 <laughs> box set, Drew? I didn't know you were so excited about that show. You have no idea. Like, I, I right here in my mind exists an encyclopedia of, of knowledge about 90210. And one of my favorite interviews ever was when I got to talk to Dylan about the time when he crashed his Porsche off a cliff after smoking heroin, waking up in his convertible Porsche. The show is unafraid to take on issues, you know? No, and it was a great show for that. I, I do I do completely, completely agree with you. It's one of its, it's, it's one of its kind in the sense at that, that time to be able to tackle those kind of issues and those kind of topics. You didn't see a show like that ever. No, and I think you still kind of don't, and you really paved the way for a lot of television today. Listen, she's Tiffany Thiessen. She is, and am I saying that right? Is it Thiessen? Yeah, Thiessen. You got Ooh. it. White Collar is Tuesdays at 9 on USA Network, and we'll spare you the questions about Justin Bieber and what's going on with those T-shirts because the fact that you might be connected to Justin Bieber, I'm not going to lie, it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> He's a, I've never met him, but he was adorable, and I thought it was hilarious that he was wearing my T-shirt just being that I don't think he was born when the show went off the air. So. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny to actually go back and wear a T-shirt of his and, you know, kind of be funny with it all. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on your success and longevity in a career that, uh, in an industry that is known for chewing people up and spitting them out. Spitting we them out, yes. Yeah. Well, you haven't been spat out yet, and we wish you continued success. It's oh, White Collar. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great day. Oh, you do the same thing, Tiffany. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. 
and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.